Keely Fiona Ace here, reporting to you from the Pit of Despair, Illinois, where dad's step-parents have no rights. You want to hear how it actually is being a step-parent. This is the podcast for you. I'm going to give you the skinny of how stepmoms have no rights when it comes to decision-making, the day-to-day, the big events, all of that stuff. I'm also going to give you the skinny of how the joys of being a step-parent and making that decision to sacrifice your hopes, your dreams, all your finances for these children that you have no rights to. Being a step-parent isn't all like the celebrities make it look. Happy blended families, rainbows, unicorns, fluff flowers, mermaids. It's war. You're in the trenches every day. My relentless reality at times is hilarious from an outsider's perspective. I want to give you guys a glimpse as a stepmom of several years now. My mistakes, my mishaps, my missteps, my successes. I would love for a stepmom listening to take what I've said and maybe not do what I've done. You need a guidebook in being a step parent and being a parent in general. That's what I'm here for. I'm just, I'm a Midwestern gal out here in the pit of despair, letting you guys know that you're not the only one in this foxhole fighting the good fight for those children that aren't even really yours in the eyes of the law. I have changed all the names, events, sports, school activities, ages, all of that jazz, so nobody can come after me in court. Deep, 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 disclaimer. And the skinny of it is what it should be in the court of law is parent A and parent B. There should be no gender because at the end of the day, the kids should be with the parent they spend the most time with. So tune in every week if you need a good laugh or if you need some advice and know that you're not alone because I am down in the foxhole with you. I am right there with the noose around my neck. We got this. No chick flick moments. Hello, humans. Keely Fiona Ace, for those of you who are just tuning in. And June 18th is Father's Day. Happy Father's Day. Remember, being a dad isn't always by blood or by choice. But when they show up, that's a dad. Thank those who've shown up when you've needed them to show up. Even if it's, you know, no, no, not a quote unquote a dad. Thank them for showing up because showing up is literally 80% of parenting. That's all you got to do is show the fuck up pretty much. Also, June 19th coming up is Juneteenth. Very, very important day. It was last day that I'm going to get this wrong. Liberation of slaves in Texas, I believe. Very important day to remember Juneteenth because we had no right to enslave people that are exactly like us. They just look slightly different. June 20th is hike like a geek day. Sorry. International tennis day. Fetch bacon day. June 20th is International Tennis Day. June 21st is World Orgasm Day. I'm not, I'm just, I'm going to keep on going. Because <laughs> the best part is it's World Orgasm Day. And then it's also Make Music Day. Isn't that the same thing? Go Skateboarding Day, Draft Day, Selfie Day, Gag Me With a Spoon. June 22nd is Stupid Guy Thing Day. Okay? Which makes sense because guys are stupid. It's also bartender day. Remember, tip your bartenders. If they are bartending, that means they are hustling. Please tip them. They deserve it. I am a bartender myself. And when you stiff a bartender, trust me, you're drinking, uh, what do you call it? COVID free. And here's the thing, you guys, 
I'm a daddy's girl and yeah, I'm a mom and I'm a stepmom. So I've got all of these different, uh, what do you call them? Parties you want to call fighting in my head going, well, what about this? What about this? At the end of the day, my relationship with my father has guided me through several of my friendships, my relationships with older men in the sense of them being my bosses, my relationships in dating and my relationships with just having guys as friends. I want to wish my dad a happy Father's Day because I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my dad. And granted, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for my mom. I appreciate them both equally. I do have an extra strong attachment to my father. I almost drowned when I was two and um, he was the one that saved my life. I've always had a very tremendous underlining loyalty to my father in the sense that he's not only saved my life actually physically, but in other ways more than one. And I can't let this Father's Day go by without wishing him a happy Father's Day. So like a happy Father's Day to my husband because he's been a father from night from the age of 19 and nobody should be a dad at the age of 19. Like you all think about when you were 19, nobody was going, oh yeah, how are we going to budget diapers? And do I need to get another job because my ex fucking wife has a stupid credit card problem. That's another episode for another day. My dad has been an amazing father to me. And yeah, you guys hear me swear like a sailor and everything. But I have the heart that I do and the soul that I do a lot due to his just him being there, just being present. I love my dad. And I love my husband. And I know that being a parent is incredibly hard. And the happy Mother's Day and the happy Father's Day doesn't go far enough. And a, a day isn't enough to acknowledge that every single day is Father's Day. Every single day is Mother's Day. Every single day, you're in the fucking trenches as a step-parent figuring out, okay, am I going to eat today? Or am I going to pay my mortgage? Or am I going to pay for that twat's 62, 62nd vacation? Part one of two. This guy used to be my husband's best friend. They did everything everything together. I'm talking like best man, best friend situation. Want to talk about stepping on toes? He stepped on his toes and then cut those fuckers off. That's fucked up. You just don't do that. It's and See, this isn't the first fucking time. And that's what that stupid beta piece of shit doesn't get. Okay. It's really easy to be a dad when some other dad is funding that ability. Oh yeah. You can show up to one of their stupid baseball games in a purple blanket while my husband gives me his jacket. He's walking around in a flannel and you're in a purple blanket. Twat. I went off on a tangent there. So this guy doesn't really need exactly a a name per se. We'll call him douchebag McGee. We'll call him, you know, motherfucker twat, whatever I feel like it is basically how I'm going to characterize this guy because he's not a parent. So he doesn't understand that when you take away certain moments from parents, it's like taking a part of them. And if you're not a parent, you don't exactly understand. I know that single people and people who aren't parents hate hearing that. I just saw this today and it's going to be kind of out of the blue and to the side like you guys love what I do. But Somebody posted this saying like, oh, you know, if you don't like your situation, change it. We don't have that luxury. That asshole was like, oh, you know what? I'll just give this little bitch a car because it doesn't matter to me because she's not my kid. And I actually don't know the true story because at the end of the day, like I always say to you guys, there are three sides to this 
fucked up situation that I find myself in being a step parent. There's the truth. There's the biological mother's dialogue. And there's the lies that everybody chooses to believe. That is why I do this podcast, because I'm getting fucking tired of everybody believing the bullshit. So here's the deal. This guy who's not friends with my husband anymore gives my stepdaughter a car, doesn't know the situation, doesn't understand. And I've told you guys about this before. Like we got her a stick shift car. So then she would one, not be on her phone texting while driving, being safe. And two, to create hours of time with her dad, hours of time uninterrupted by screen, by stupidity of social media, by her fucking mother time with her dad. Like, and you guys will find out in episodes coming up that shit goes down and she doesn't do what we have told them to do from the fucking beginning. And I say this again, just as you know, a PSA, but make sure your kids know they can come to you if the house is on fire, if their boyfriend breaks up with them, whatever, that they can come to you when shit hits the fan. Because at the end of the day, they're probably not just jeopardizing their own safety. They're probably jeopardizing one, maybe their siblings, two or their friends who have very vindictive parents that will come for you in court if something happens to their child because of your stupid, irresponsible child that your ex-wife decided to manipulate and basically drug against you. Anyways, that was quite a side note. I know that you guys love those. I was saying this guy overstepped. Okay. And I've said that I'll say this in the next upcoming episode and I'll say it in this episode too, but he overstepped. You do not do that. I don't understand how this is not a concept that he didn't understand. Like, dude, this bitch, okay, meaning my husband's ex-wife, comes to you saying, my daughter needs a car, and you don't think maybe you should reach out to your ex-best friend? Now you guys are probably wondering, why are they not friends? One, he betrayed my husband's trust on a numerous several occasions. Him and his girlfriend are friends with my husband and his ex-wife when they were married. You know, that whole couple's bullshit. Oh, we're friends. La, la, la. Let's do a couple things. When the divorce happened, instead of being a man, because he is not a man, and I hope that he listens to this to know that I would like his man card. I would like to confiscate it because you are not a man when you take another man's ability to teach his own child to drive or ride a bike or just implement moral compass moments or moral compass decisions that you want your children to do. This asshole who doesn't have a child, who has no other responsibilities than his fucking dogs and his fat ass, ugly ass girlfriend thought, oh yeah, I'll fix up this piece of shit Honda and give it to this guy's daughter who I don't speak to anymore because his stupid cunt of an ex-wife decided to manipulate the whole situation and lie about everything. If you're a real man and if you're a real adult or have an actual goddamn head on your shoulders, you would think maybe I should reach out to the father of this child and think, hey, am I stepping on your toes? Did you get her a car? Am I doing something wrong here? Guarantee you, if it feels like if it feels like gonorrhea, if it feels like herpes, if if it feels like vomit, it's wrong. You are in the fucking wrong. You bought another man's daughter a car. And yeah, I'm gonna repeat myself. You bought another man's daughter a car. What the flying fuck is wrong with you? Like, take a back seat, motherfucker. And you know, this is another side note. My husband's, and I think I said this in another episode, but my husband's father taught our 11-year-old how to ride a bike purposely to take it away from it. And you guys may be like, well, how do you know? Oh, trust me. When you know that somebody's coming at you 
and doing shit on purpose. Trust me, you know. I just can't get over the fact that this guy thought that this was okay. How is this okay? You don't give another person's kid a car unless their parents are six feet under or incarcerated. Plain and simple. It's not your place. Step the fuck off. Or you know what? Better yet, take a nice long jog off a short cliff. Because you make this episode nice and sizzly. Thank you, you motherfucking douchebag. Why don't you go take the condom off, have a kid yourself, and then see what it feels like to have somebody rip those moments away from you. Then you can call yourself an adult motherfucker. Here's the skinny of it, everybody. Newsflash update. Yeah, in live. All right, we are live, okay? Remember that piece of shit that she picked over what we gave her, the hot dog over the steak, in case y'all were wondering? You can go back a few episodes if you need to. Feel free to re-listen if you want to get in there. But... The car overheated, the engine overheated. And what did her mother do? What did she do? Exactly what I've always said. She said, don't tell your dad. Don't talk to your dad. Don't tell him. My husband's in the house taking care of the kid, taking care of our toddler. So she can't just readily come out of the house. But she didn't say anything. The car was overheating for over 45 minutes. She called her mother. This is verbatim from my 11-year-old. Mom, we have to call. I have to tell dad. I have to tell him what's going on. I need his help. And she said, don't tell him. Drive further. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen, those of you who are car people, what the fuck? Drive further on an overheated engine. Are you kidding me? That's how much bio mothers value money. That's how much bio mothers value power, money, and control over their children's well-being, safety, and their relationships with their fathers, which they have every right to. At least I think so. Come on back, everybody, because I got more frosted and I got more cookies. Download and subscribe to my misery. So tune in, guys, because this shitstorm's just going to get shittier.